Welcome to another episode of Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Marianne Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And today I'm very excited. I have a dear friend and colleague with me as my guest because I want you to get to know her, Naomi Rafalowitz. Welcome, Naomi. I'm so happy you're here. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Marianne. Absolutely. I love that you're here. And her website is mindspiritcoaching.com. So we are going to jump right in with a tough question for Naomi. Who's Naomi and what good do you bring into the world? Yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've been trying to answer this question for so many years and I kind of have a little bit of a handle on it. I think now it's always developing, but so I, I am a person that has found on most days, the extraordinary that's within me. And I am a person who helps others find the extraordinary in them. And if I look back on my life, you know, I was a teacher for 35 years. I was a special ed teacher. And now I am a life transition coach. And I look back, even as a kid, realizing that, well, it took me a long time to kind of discover that I had extraordinary in me. I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, But I was always finding the extraordinary in others. I wouldn't have described it that way, but um, that's who I am. You know, I've discovered so much over so many years. You know, wisdom comes with age too, but wisdom can come in youth. That's what I want to bring to people. Um, But I am soft and I am gentle and I am safe and I am powerful and I am a connector and I connect. And some of those things I always knew and some of them had to kind of be revealed for me over many, many years, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I I love those descriptive words of you. I certainly resonate with all of those for you, Um, knowing you and knowing what you do and who you are as a person. So those are Beautiful descriptive words to be able to talk about yourself because there's so many of us. If we would ask who we are, we would go through all the, what we do, what we have, where we live, but we wouldn't get too extraordinary in who we are. And I love that our topic today is reclaim your extraordinary because Mm -hmm. so you know, we grow up thinking, oh, we're just ordinary. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there was a time I remember as a child that mm-hmm. my mom even said to me, well, we're just average people. Yes. We're, we're like, our family's not anything really special, that we're just average people. And I was like, but wait, I don't feel average as a kid, you know? And so that kind of got squelched out of me. So I know, just like you said, it had to be revealed to you. You Mm -hmm. have to do the inner work yourself. So I love this. I love this topic. So let me just jump right in and ask you, um, what has your spiritual journey been Mm -hmm. like in finding, well, just your spiritual journey. What has it been like? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's been many different roads and paths. So I, I've always known, um, and I think this came from me, but it was also um, really supported by my dad. So I've always had this connection to the spiritual. You know, as a kid, you know, some kids uh, just have this connection even into like their teens their teen years beyond when they're children and they're fascinated by like, you know, ghost stories and things like that. So part of my spiritual journey was always knowing that there was something really special or more about, I don't know, the beyond and the universe. And uh, that was, so that was nurtured by my dad, definitely not my mom. My mom was a little more like pragmatic down to earth, but my dad always had this sense of being able to maybe connect with the ancestors or, you know, told me like little spiritual stories. And um, so that, that was sort of the beginning of it. And as I got older and I also was raised Jewish and so I had that kind of spiritual journey and Jewish uh, Judaism also has Jewish mysticism connected to it. It is not typically brought out um, in a typical religious service, but I, I had that connection to sort of the mysticism. And then, you know, I, I just sort of had to find my path. How do those two things connect and what brings me connection because as much as I love my organized religion, I'm just gonna be honest here, right? I didn't feel the connection to the creator in the universe. And so I started to find ways to do that, to try to meld it together. And like so many other people, it came in nature, it came through meditation, it came through conversations of pe you know, people that are put in your path, right? As you learn and grow, who had like their sense of spirituality. I had so many mentors along the way, herbalists and, you know, uh, I called them my wild weeds women, you know, who would just like be so connected to nature and bring me on walks and like, let's pick this and eat it. You know, like I'm thinking, of course, who does that? Like that's a weed. And then learning from them about how they connected to whatever spiritual uh, beliefs that they had. Yeah. So then it sort of morphed into this combination of things for me, you know, of knowing that there, there's so much more and, you know, how I connect in, yeah. Yeah, which is sort of through my community, which is not large, I will say now it's really growing and you're part of that community, Marianne. So that's part of the reason that I love you. And, um, and my meditation and it's, it's always evolving, right? <laughs> It's always evolving. We're yeah. always, we're here to evolve. We're here to grow and expand and expand yeah. mass consciousness, expand the universe, the all that is. Right. So, right. Yes. And right. one of, and one of the things that I, I always say to people uh, now is that I didn't do so well is paying attention to those, those things along your path, like paying attention to my intuition. I, I mean, I wouldn't have even called it intuition, but I can look back at uh, interactions or people that I met and, and thinking later on, like, I wish I'd spent more time with that person, or I wish I'd asked that question, you know? So, and that's a learning process. Although I think some People are way more connected to their intuition. So they, they see the signs and people along the way and they notice them. 
and they stop and decide like, do I want to make this connection? Do I not? Where I dismissed a lot of things in my uh, earlier days, you know, I just kind of dismissed them and you know, your, your head gets in the way, right? And you think, well, I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not going to follow up with that person. They won't, they don't want me to or something. And, you know, so the universe keeps sending them, but <laughs> the universe, I think gets tired. Like we sent you 25 people around this thing. Like, what are you doing here? Right? Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Though I, 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 uh, <clears throat> when, when we, when we meet people and we have that connection with them we have that feeling or that um it feels like you've been friends forever but you just met you know kind of thing and that's exactly I was telling my husband just the other day um because I was telling him we we were having our podcast recording and and uh uh, I said Naomi's one of those people that I just connect with I just jive with so um it's definitely Mm. I think that is part of that soul connection, that intuition, that inner being, yeah. you know, our spirits connecting and, um, and following through with the opportunity to yes. get to know each other. Just like you yes. said, sometimes we just kind of poo-poo it or we just, oh, push it off to the side and we don't pay attention because yep. we, we tell ourselves these stories that are not even true. Oh, well, they wouldn't want to connect with me. Right. And, um, you know, what do I have to offer them? You know, yeah. so they don't, don't want to be bothered. bothered. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there are new and people I, that come in and, and I, I, I love experiencing these kinds all of all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this uh, just yesterday. I went for a walk with a friend of mine that I met. Um, we were in yoga class together for years, years. And I always felt like, oh, I'd love to like say to her after class, like, do you want to go get a cup of tea or coffee? And for years, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then one day, you know, and see, that's, those are our judge, that's our saboteur and our judge, you know, that was my voice of, oh, oh, she's not going to want to bother, you know, be bothered. Anyway, finally, after maybe five years of being in class, one day, it, it came in my head and I was like, oh, for gosh sakes, just walk over to the woman. Yeah. And I just walked over, of course, and said, hey, you know, and I seen her, you know, blah, blah, do you want to get a cup of tea? And she just said, I've been dying to get a cup of tea and talk to you for years. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, and she is a good friend, but I almost didn't do it that day. You know, I almost let that voice, that judgy voice or that voice of like, oh, you know, she's here to do yoga. She's not here to make a new friend overwhelm me. And I probably, what was the end of a yoga class? So I was probably pretty clear and in my sort of like, okay, you know, not in that, like, it's ridiculous. Like you can survive if she says no, right? That's part of like that whole who I am. That's what I want people to know. Like, just don't do it from like that scared Naomi. Do it from that, I'll be disappointed. And then I'll walk home, right? Yeah, like curiosity. You know, you're open to an experience because you just are curious about life and about connections. So when was your realization that you were more than ordinary, that Mm. you were extraordinary? Because 
this is our topic. It's reclaiming your extraordinary. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so many of us who do not Mm -hmm. think of ourselves as anything extraordinary. Right. We are. Right. Well, it was, um, it was a journey into, um, I would say maybe my, um, thirties and it, just like what you said that your parents said to you, we're, you know, we're ordinary. We have, we're ordinary people. So I grew up with um, parents who I always felt were extraordinary. Mm. They, they had their flaws, but I always felt they were extraordinary. And so here was the beginning of the problem for me. So if they were extraordinary, I didn't have their life experiences. So I must be ordinary. And as I went through my life, all of my parents' friends, too, also had lived through these extraordinary circumstances. And so it reinforced actually even more for me a smallness that I was ordinary, even though that message was never said to me. They never said those words. And so I, I went on sort of thinking these things and went off to college and kind of still, and that was one of the first turning points and met other people. Okay, so you'd think that I would kind of find the extraordinary in me, but I had this this whole idea in my head about finding like this special extraordinary in others and it kept making me small. And at some point, um, and I know there were guides and mentors, you know, people sort of put in my path along my way, as I came into adulthood, I started to see um, the ordinary in my parents too, and my relatives and my family. And as soon as I started to kind of see like, you know what, they, they are ordinary people, I realized it was almost like, it seemed so simple, but it was like an aha that the ordinary and the extraordinary live together. They have to live together. There's no way for them not to live together, right? So once I realized that, it was almost like a burst of an explosion of like, well, wait a minute. If my parents, so my parents were Holocaust survivors. Hmm. So I'll kind of back up and say they lived through extraordinary circumstances. How extraordinary that they raised like me to be a pretty normal, well-adjusted person. So I can't be extraordinary. And as soon as I realized that they were also everyday and ordinary, it just hit me, the two are inseparable. So if they're inseparable, then maybe I'm extraordinary too. It It was really kind of like this revelation that had to grow in me. It didn't like go, oh my gosh, I'm extraordinary. And I started to sort of unconsciously, and this is what I talk about to people consciously, think about it. And I would look at other people and sort of be like, that, that, that guy's so cool. You know, that woman's so cool, but she just did that stupid thing too. Like, or said that stupid thing, not stupid, but you know, like, and it's it just started to blossom into this whole realization. Oh my gosh. If I'm ordinary, then I'm also extraordinary because there are two sides of the coin. But what is the extraordinary in me? That was sort of like the revelation. So the extraordinary in my parents was their coping. You know, I just thought to myself, oh my gosh, how did they cope? They had incredible resilience. 
Maybe that's not the extraordinary in me, but I have other extraordinary, you know? Yes. So what, just, what yeah, is it, extraordinary that you see in people or even in yourself? What are some of those things? Because I'm thinking there's going to mm -hmm. be folks like me who are thinking, what in the world could be extraordinary about me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's the idea? What's the... What yeah. Extraordinary? What is the extraordinary? Yeah. So, so here's how it started. And maybe this will make sense to you. Um, I had a lot of friends and uh, more friends than family, I'll say some, some family that were put in my path to help me see the extraordinary and help me learn when I kind of realized these things. I had one friend who was incredibly empathic. Like she just, she just had empathy for everything. And at first I sort of saw that as like, oh my gosh. And then I started to see that as her superpower. And I started to kind of wonder like, and she taught me how to be really empathetic. You know, so then I, I kind of thought to myself, well, is that sort of one of my extraordinaries? You know, cause I see empathy in her. And I, I started to develop that and say, you know, yeah, I had another friend who was um, incredibly good at, um, how do I describe it? She, she dealt with conflict in this beautiful way, not angry, not judgmental. And when we were first friends, I thought, wow, she didn't let it, you know, she confronts whatever needs to be confronted in this very nice way. I mean, it can sort of hit you for a minute, but like those conversations I never wanted to have. And so I thought, okay, here's another lesson, you know, and I learned how to do it, but I realized, you know, it wasn't one of my, my superpowers, but I could develop it. So when you go back, like, where, how do you, how did I develop the extraordinary in me? I started to just learn from others around me and what they reflected back. And then I saw in their eyes what was so extraordinary about me. Does that make sense? Yes, because it's, to me, just like you said, the reflection, I believe mm -hmm. you know, people show us sometimes who we are when we don't see mm -hmm. ourselves. So there's things that, you know, and others that we admire, we think, oh, they're just so this and that and something else. And, and mm -hmm. you just admire them. But yet, if you'll stop a minute, it's what you're recognizing because it's already in you. Yes, yes. So those qualities. Yeah. Extraordinary is actually, like you said, being reflected back to us. Yeah. They're seeing us yeah. for who we are when we sometimes yeah. don't do that. Um, yes. So, and you have to be open to, I have to be open to seeing it. Yes, because for so much of my life, and I think for so many other people, you're always deflecting, right? Like, don't compliment me, you know, like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of deflection that comes up, especially in my case, because I had these parents that I thought were so extraordinary. I kind of my role was to support them, right? Not to develop myself. So I was a little bit unseen and unheard. I mean, I don't want to say like, I didn't, you know, have a fun, you know, childhood and stuff. But that was really sort of my role in the family because they needed that. Mm -hmm. So once I started to stop deflecting, 
like stop deflecting for goodness sake and take it in. And I saw all these things reflected in other people. And my profession really helped that too, because it was much easier to hear how extraordinary I was as a special ed teacher. Sure. And I thought, well, if I'm extraordinary here, and I took that in pretty easily, like I am a pretty darn good teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I started to just think about how, well, if I'm extraordinary here, I might not have used that word, then I'm extraordinary everywhere. Right. I'm the same person. So don't compartmentalize, see that, see what's reflected yeah. back, hear what people are telling you. Think about it yourself. Stop compartmentalizing and get a sense of who I am, of who you are. You start to get a sense of your true right. self. Ah, oh, that's what I'm really good at. Because yeah. if I can see it in others, then I can see it in myself. Absolutely. Just have to let it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And right. earlier you talked about kind of our, that little voice, we have those little voices. And I know we've had other conversations mm -hmm. about the judge and those saboteurs, those mm -hmm. cohorts that kind of we have within us that are mm -hmm. saying things that are not beneficial to us. How do we deal with that? I mean, how do we, yeah. how do we work around or put them in their place so that we can move forward into the extraordinary and not listen to their lies? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you the, the example in my life. So we all have the voice of the judge and it's, it's, it's just a function of being human. Right. That is just something that every single person grows up with um, judging self, judging others, judging situations. Right. But we have these other saboteurs. And for me, um, I had a, a so, uh, you know, for me, I had a very strong avoider because and a very strong pleaser because those were my roles in my family. Mm. And I don't at all think about them. I did in the past think about this as a flaw. And now I sort of have learned this is not a flaw in any way, but I need to understand and deal with it. So what happens is we all have some incredible strengths. That's part of our extraordinary, like who we are. And as a child and as a, a young adult, it's inevitable that we overuse our strengths and we almost abuse our strengths. So this is sort of the key to stopping it from happening. So I am very empathetic. I am very in tune with others. You know, I want to help others. I have sort of that giving openness. And so those are great things until I overuse them and I abuse them. That's where, you know, it's a saboteur. So it's like my saboteur, for me, it's always on this side. It's like, uh-uh-uh, you know what? You better do this, you know, because, you know, if you say you don't want to go even something simple, like to that restaurant, <clears throat> they might not want to call you next time <coughs> to go, right? <clears throat> a little bit of a pleaser victim. Yes. But now <clears throat> I hear that and I use a lot of sort of humor around it. So I recognize, first of all, and you can recognize it in so many different ways, recognize it in my body, right? Some of us are really into like, uh -oh, I feel a lump in my throat. I feel something in my head. I feel my chest, my stomach is clenching, right? Or sometimes I just recognize it with my emotion. I just know I'm in a negative emotion. Like I'm feeling a little, uh, 
right? It doesn't have to be a horrible negative emotion. It can be, but I'm feeling a little bit like, I feel a little icky. And so that's the first thing. Okay, so I'm in my saboteur and my judge are like trying to fool with me here. So what do I do? I take a breath. I have to get out of that. That's my, that's our lizard brain. That's a, like ancient brain. That's that amygdala. If you're like a brain person, you know, that's that, that part primal, of the brain. The primal. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. Primal brain, yeah. Yeah. That's fight or flight, right? Whatever I want to call it. I know it and I recognize it now. So I just know those are thoughts that are lies. My, you know, they're like fooling with me. And so I'm kind of like, nope, there's no place for you here. I literally, literally do the flick sometimes. Like just, that's my physical way of like, you're gone. You're, you're out of here, buddy. Right. Flick them but off then the I, shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, then I have to move out of that part of my brain before I take any action. So that's where I know that I need to like take a breath. I need to do some focused breathing. I need to focus on my belly or sometimes the things I like to do now, I rub my hands together. Anything that gets me into my physical body, you know, so if I'm in an interaction with someone and I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling real negative emotion and I'm going to react, I'm going to say something from my negative emotion now rather than, so if I can do this and talk to someone, you know, I can sort of rub my hands down my knees or I can notice on my belly, I have to get out of that fight or flight brain. And so 20 seconds of that. And then... Once I know, like for me, I know because my shoulders will drop or I'll just feel like a little bit clear. And now I kind of think to myself, well, what do I want to do here? Do I want to let it go? Do I want to say my truth? Maybe yes, maybe no. Do I want to, I think you said get curious before. Do I want to get curious? Hmm. And one of the biggest superpowers is, do I want to get empathetic, right? Do I want to have empathy for this person, not feeling sorry for them, just knowing who they are, sort of connecting to their true self. My big trick is sometimes picturing the other as a child. Some coworkers that were really difficult, I'll be looking at them. And I'm sure that I start smiling and I think about, I see you in there. I see you in there. Not worry about the, all that negative stuff. It doesn't mean I'm going to get stepped on, but now rather than say something negative, you know, like, I don't know why you're asking me to do this. I see the true self in you. I see you're extraordinary and I can respond from my sage, my wise brain and respond from my positive, from love right. instead of fear. It's always about love or fear, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And a pretty simple tool. Yeah. And those that when you're breathing again, you know, mm -hmm. you notice how you're feeling because that's how yeah. I teach it. You notice how you feel because those, the, the thoughts that you were just thinking created that feeling. Right. So our emotions tell on our thoughts every single time. So we can always know the direction we're going. So yeah. if you're, if you've been having that little, you know, judge or saboteur whispering in your ear mm -hmm. um, then and you notice it and you take action you 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 take your breath you know you rub your palms together your hands together mm -hmm. um, anything the sensation 
like you said, to bring yourself back into your body to bring, but it's also opening yourself to your intuition. Yeah. Because quieting your mind, you're quieting that chatter that was just whispering to you. Mm -hmm. And every time we quiet our mind, we are open and more available for our intuition to speak to us and guide us. Guide those next things you were deciding. Which direction do I want to head now? Yeah. Let's make it an intuitive choice instead of that primal brain trying to tell us, you know, either fight or, you know, flight or freeze, you know? So yeah, I, I I love that. I love that explanation. Right. Yeah. And it really, um, it just reminds me because, you know, um, people will say to me sometimes when I talk about this a little bit <clears throat> that, you know what, my, my, like, uh, some of my saboteurs have gotten me where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. And there is a truth in that. So if you're like hyper analytical or you're a hyper controller and you're a manager or a boss or a CEO, well, I don't know that many CEOs, but whatever, a, a leader, and you feel like that has gotten you incredible results. I always, when it's appropriate, say yes, but at what cost? Yes. Right? So you're hyper controller, hyper analytical. So we've all probably, many of us have had bosses who could not let go of control or whatever their reasons are. And so what happens is the team around them will stop talking, right? The team will stop giving suggestions. And this is true in families, right? So you think about it in families and friend groups. If there's someone that you know is still going to do it their way, no matter what, you stop participating. So at what cost, right? That person is being driven by fear. I can't deal with that, but I can all of a sudden notice I'm not really annoyed. I notice, wow, they're, they're, it's the only way they can be right now. And it's not my job to help to tell them what to do. Right. What, what I can do is be in my stage. And when, you know, when I'm in my positive, then it usually brings the other person into their positive or sage. And so that's an incredible superpower too. That's, I feel like that was part of my extraordinary because I felt like people were all pretty comfortable around me in most cases, unless I'm uncomfortable, of course. So I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So that's also part of the extraordinary, like, you know, that I can do that for people just by being who I am for myself. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. So sort of going back to that, that, you know, you can achieve like amazing things from your controllers and your fear, but I'm going to guarantee you those people are not happy while they're doing it or the happiness is fleeting. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because I've been there, you know, I know, right? But if I do it from my my intuition and my sage, I'm so much happier. Yes. And so is everybody around me and results are incredible, incredible results. Yes. Yes, because that's what that alignment, we're, we're aligning with who we really are, you know, spirit, mm-hmm. mind, body, And when we come into the wholeness of who we are, that influence that we have is enjoyable for not only ourselves, but everybody around us. So Mm -hmm. our influence, if we're here, which I know we are, 
if we're here to influence others for good, you know, to share their goodness, to share their extraordinariness, you know, we have to be connected. We have to be aligned with our intuition. And like you said, flick, flick the judge and the saboteurs off your shoulder. And, and again, as you said, you know, sometimes you just have to do that physical reminder and you actually yeah. flick something off your shoulder because that is, um, there's a lot to do with even um, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. set anchors. And when mm-hmm. you set anchors on your body physically, mm-hmm. you are physiologically then changing your brain yes. to accept the new yes. rather than the old judge yes. and saboteur. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that. That is so, so, so yes, yes, yes. And that is one of the keys to stop struggling. Mm -hmm. So every time I move from that like negative, I do something physical um, into that other side of my brain, right? I'm creating those new neural pathways, just like you talked about. Mm -hmm. And we know that that is possible into our 90s and beyond. And the other thing that helps do that is that I can actually sort of not just wait for a circumstance to happen, I can do this intentionally. Yes. So if I have, you know, a situation where I could be a, a real um, avoider of things, mm-hmm. I want to anticipate, right? So I can do some practice. And that is part of what I do with people. I lead them through a, a program where it's like, okay, I'm not just going to talk at you on how to do this. Right. You're going to practice this four times a day. For two minutes at a time. Okay, I know that when I have to do a presentation outline, I avoid, all right? So I'm gonna intercept, I'm going to preempt that. Okay, so I know that I have a presentation coming up. I know that I'm gonna do this. How do I wanna preempt this saboteur? Well, the saboteur is gonna say, you got plenty of time, you don't like doing it, but I know in the end that I'm gonna be mad at myself So how am I going to preempt it? I'm going to say, you don't have time and today's the day, you know, whatever it is I do for myself. Mm -hmm. Imagine me doing that. Imagine me saying that this is all like 30 seconds. And then I feel like, okay, I preempted you when it happens. Or um, if I need to um, uh, speak somewhere and I have this feeling like, oh gosh, I'm going to get like, I'm going to get caught up when, well, this was in person, right? Somebody leaves the room or they they look down or heaven forbid, they take out their phone. I'm going to get so off track, right? So I'm going to preempt it and I'm going to use my empathize power. (sighs) Okay. When that happens, just think about that person. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they didn't sleep last night. Maybe they need to check on their kids. It's not about you, Naomi. Mm. I actually like have that scenario. It builds those new neural pathways. And when it happened, it was like, no, 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 I wasn't bothered by it because I had already preempted that and built those like, it's not about you. Yes. I'm doing the best I can. And it didn't interrupt my flow. Yeah. And the way you say it's preempting, what mm-hmm. I do is I call it prepaving because <gasps> you're intentionally, you're intentionally um, segmenting. <clears throat> I teach segment intending. So mm. if we have an intention for the day. We, we want our day to be good. 
But that's sometimes too far reaching into the future. Whereas if you segment intend, every time you change a segment, like, you know, meeting together on our podcast, or you're answering a phone call, or you're catching yeah. an email, or somebody walks in, or are you brushing your teeth, or you're driving to the store, or you're going to work. All these are different segments of our day. And if you just stop for just a second and mm-hmm. ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And what do I want to experience? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You set yourself up. You're actually pre-paving the energy that's going before you. Uh. I love that. So you're actually creating. Not too long ago, I had a doctor's appointment and um, I was just kind of, I don't like going. It's just a bother. You know, it's one of those kinds of things. And yeah. um, I I just kept running. The, my saboteur and judge was over here on my shoulder, whispering in my ear, you know, oh, we have to do this and complaining and and you know, I don't want to have to fight with them because I don't want to follow their, what they're telling me. And because I do more natural stuff. And, and um, anyway, I just thought I was actually driving there and I went, wait, I didn't even segment intend yet. Ah, feel, how do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel good. I want to enjoy this visit. And what do I want to experience? I want to experience the happiness of the people in that office. I want to experience um, whatever treatment is is taking a good effect, is influential to my good. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of went through it and I got there and I arrived and I did my paperwork because it was a new new visit. And and I'll say I had I walked in there and there was so much laughing and enjoyment between me. Staff and even the doctor that I saw, and I came out of there going, "Now see what you just created." Yeah, you yeah. Have gone down there in a sour attitude. Yep. Taken that energy with you, put that energy out into the world mm-hmm. before you, but you didn't yeah. look what you you actually created uh, a good scenario, and that was yeah. just out in my mind that's just happened recently that. You know, I created, I allowed that, that energy to go before me so that I prepaved it, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I absolutely understand what you're talking about. I totally agree that you preempt, prepave what, yeah. just like you did, you visioned and envisioned what you wanted, uh, yes. what you wanted to feel and experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, that none of that distraction would bother you. It's right. not about you. It's yep. about what you're giving to people, the love mm-hmm. that you're sharing, the impact. So I love that. I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. how, do you, how do you work with people? You're a life transition coach. So mm-hmm. How does this all fit in with what you do for your clients? Mm-hmm. Well, what I, I bring this into my coaching. So, yeah, I'm a life transition coach and I, I work um, pretty much one on one with people um, who are dealing with some kind of life transition. Every change is life transition. Mm-hmm. And so I bring this into my coaching, too. You know, some of it is a little bit of um, educating clients around the judge and the saboteur, 
But basically it's helping my client because I don't tell you what to do or how to do it. Um, I, and this is all about the extraordinary. So I know that the extraordinary is in you. So clients come to me who are ready or sick and tired of being stuck or many clients come to me because they know that there's a choice to be made around something and they are having a really difficult time making that choice mm. or they just wanna prepare for their life transition. And so I bring this in to the coaching that we do together, the coaching conversations. You know, typically um, I might ask a question around, you know, could this resistance, what if this resistance was your avoider saboteur? Do you think that could be, you know, what's happening or not? And I'm very clear on the or not, because I don't want to imply that it is. So right. I just sort of open these questions for clients. And sometimes, you know, a client, you know, will say, yeah, let me think about that more. You know, I also am very careful and more and more in my practice at making sure that when I'm in a coaching conversation with someone that you are not in your judge or saboteur energy. Because as a young coach, I'd say, I've been doing this for almost five years, sometimes that was not completely apparent in my, in my training for me. And I realized I'm working really hard at coaching this person, what's happening? Because I was coaching them while they were still in the energy of their judge or saboteur. Mm. So I am very aware of that. And that's why people constantly say to me like, I, I just can't believe what came out of this session. I can't believe the movement and the awareness because I am helping you move from that energy into sort of the neutral, but not even staying in the neutral and then staying in your wise sage brain connected to your true self. And the first thing that I do with clients is a really cool and unique self-discovery session. And it's basically remembering the extraordinary in you. What are you at your core? Who are you at your core, your purpose, your passion, your core strengths like that, like core identity, DNA could be your spirit, your soul, whatever um, word you have to label it. And then that is completely up front and center in every conversation that we have. And I am always bringing the person back to, you know, which part of you, which part of your core self can support you in this or does this align? And sometimes the answer is no, and you still have to do it, right? Like this job, ugh, it's just not aligned with my purpose. Okay, so you have a choice to make. Would you like to be in yes choice, no choice, or the, no, the choice of no, the choice of yes, or the choice of I'm not gonna make a choice? That's kind of the worst road to be on, right? Yes. But sometimes it's okay to be there. You just have to be there. So that's how I bring, you know, all of this in. And as you can probably already tell, like, I, I just absolutely love, love, love that I can do this with people. I mean, yes. it is such a joy. I've learned so much and I'm always blown away by the wisdom of my, my partner, my coaching partners, my clients. It's like, wow. <laughs> And I yeah. love that you call your clients, your partners, because they are, they are, and, and they are spiritual partners, because they it's are not just them transforming. It's also us who are transforming yes. at the same time. So that's yes. such a beautiful, just beautiful way to put it. Yeah. Now you have 
Um, you've told me before that you have a saboteur assessment. I do. Tell I me do. about that and tell us about that because I think you have an offer yes. for us. I do. I do. So the judge, the saboteur assessment is a free assessment that anyone can take. It is through positive intelligence. Um, and this saboteur assessment is through the positive intelligence mental fitness program. And I am in the process of a certification to be a positive intelligence coach. So anyway, so I have a cool offer um, that I've never offered before. I'm offering to anyone who's here and mention that you're here at the podcast. If you take the saboteur assessment, I will do a one hour debrief with you around the results because it's great to do it. But this is an opportunity to take the assessment, which is free, um, and then do a little debrief with me. So I can talk to you and answer questions around your specific saboteurs and give you some very concrete tips and tools around getting started, you know, in the intercepting of the saboteur and moving away and rebuilding those new neural pathways mm -hmm. to live from your positive, your wise self. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. I love that. And, um, and, and normally you charge for this kind of thing. So I do. Yeah. This normally is, this is mm -hmm. a gift to yeah. our dynamic thriving podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. So how yes. you will get a hold of Naomi is go to mm -hmm. her website, yeah. mindspiritcoaching.com. And on there, she has a contact me page. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, if you will contact her with that form and mm -hmm. tell her that you heard this offer mm -hmm. on Dynamic Thriving Podcast, that you will get this debriefing call mm -hmm. that's valued at $150 free. Yes. So you not only get to have your, your saboteur assessment yeah, you get the debriefing call, the session with her. Mm -hmm. So um, I want you Absolutely. to do that. Take advantage of this. Naomi is a phenomenal coach. And I Thank know you. you've benefited from listening to our conversation, listening to Naomi. And um, so do you have any closing uh Words of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, just that you are extraordinary. All of you are extraordinary. And if you're feeling like you're not, then just, just know that the truth is that you are and start to see yourself reflected in others. Reach out to others who can help you find the extraordinary. Start even repeating to yourself and looking in the mirror, right? And saying, even if you don't believe it in the beginning, I am extraordinary because the ordinary cannot live without the extraordinary. So I want you to really just know that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, and I think the more we're aligned with who we really are, aligned with our mm -hmm. spirit, right? you know, the mind, the mind body can look very ordinary. But when we add in the dimension mm -hmm. of our intuition, mm -hmm. of our inner being, and we mm -hmm. come to that wholeness, it's like you said, it's two sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. the same person inside and out. So we are definitely, the more we connect with our inner, inner being, inner spirit, 
that um, that extraordinary can show up because it's lived through our intuition. That's the message of the, the our, our spirits communicating. That intuition yes. is your communication. And that is reflected into the world and how we live. Yes. Lives. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank yeah. you, Naomi. I so greatly Thank appreciate you. coming on the podcast. Thank you for being my guest. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So everyone, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast, this episode of Dynamic Thriving Podcast. And as always, please like, comment, and be sure and subscribe so that you don't miss any of the podcasts. And um, also, you're always invited to visit our website, maryannpack.com, for all of our services and offerings. Um, and just remember, you are joy looking for a way to express. Yeah.